All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Break Starter Podcast. This is your second podcast of the week. Uh, we went a little longer than we thought we would on everything earlier this week. So we decided to hit you with a second one this week. So even though, you know, you already got that one, this is this is recorded on the same day. So, you know, Zach, I'll ask you how you're doing. But, you know, if, if they want to really know how you're doing, better go back to the last episode and listen to the first two minutes. I don't know why, but I want to do like the Duke Dennis like video intro. Like, what's good, YouTube? It's your boy, Duke Dennis in here. Um, yeah, that's going to be how I'm doing right now. Yeah, nah, that boy hyped. If you want to know how I'm doing, you can listen to the previous episode. Yeah, that boy hype. All right, so Zach, you want to you wanna hit him with what we're doing on this episode? Yeah, so we went a little long on the last one, so we're just going to split them up so you get two episodes this week. So you're welcome. I mean... We're just providing for you, you know. And this is what we do is big grown men. We just provide for people. Um, but yeah, so as I kind of explained before, uh, and now we're just gonna do it actually this time. Um, Sean and I are gonna go back and forth. Well, I think let's do heads or tails. Tails. All right, we're gonna do West first. Um, we're gonna do I'll pick a team, Sean will pick a team, I'll pick a team, Sean will pick a team, and then we'll switch to the east. Um And this is going to be like just like an open conversation. It's going to be fluid. If we just start rambling, we'll ramble. Um, I'll try and keep an eye on time so we're not spending like 30 minutes on one team and then none on the other. Um, I'm going to try and keep us around 10 at most on a team. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll just go back and forth. And all all we're going to be discussing is like team needs. If we have prospects we have in mind, um, we're going to take a look at like where they're picking at um in the draft and kind of decide like if we kind of like their position maybe we think they should try and move down try and move up um so yeah it's gonna be super super broad so if you came here for some structure get out get the hell out get out get out the door um but yeah i'll go first so let's do west and sean and i kind of have the teams we want to do mapped out we kind of don't i kind of picked mine during our little intermission of the last episode. But the first team I'm picking is Sacramento Kings. Okay. Last season, 30-52 record. Absolutely a god-awful 34 games back from first place. Um, and they were lucky enough to get the fourth pick. Um, jumped up in the top four from, I believe they were projected seven. Um, so they get some options. They're outside of this, what we think to be a three-person draft. Really Top two are the hardest cutoff, in my opinion. Then there's like another little tier. But um, they've been mocked Ivy. They j- recently, I guess we can cover a little bit of their most recent stuff that happened. They traded my baby boy, my precious firstborn child. I guess he's really like my seventh born at this rate if I were to count all my like babies of the draft. Um, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, the little sweetheart, traded him away in vain, absolutely slit his throat. Terrible. Um, so yeah, they're the fourth pick. What are we thinking? They have uh, some bonus now. Are we think I, I personally believe that if I'm the Kings, I don't give a two single freaking craps. What position you are. If I think you're the best player, I'm going to take you. Um, I'm but I sure think everybody should do that. Like, unless, unless you're like, the Warriors or the Celtics who are, you know, in the finals, then you can pick for fit. But, you know, if you 
are in the top 15. I mean, he 14, you didn't make the playoffs. There's kind so, of a reason why you're picking. Yeah. So, you know, you, you take the best player available. I think that's what the Kings should do. You know, if Ivy is the best player available there, you know, you just traded Tyrese Halliburton to clear up the guard position. But, you know, you can play a three three guard lineup and then, oh, no, we still have Sabonis there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you think Keegan Murray's the best player or what I see. OK, this is what I do is I'll put them in tiers. And then if they're like pretty far off in the tier, like say one through three. OK, that's Chet, Jabari and Paolo. If I think Chet is like. If, if I could separate it into another tier in there, if I think he's like three tiers higher than Paolo, then, you know, I I will take Chet. But if I think they're pretty close in that tier, you know, I might I might think about fit more. So if I think Keegan Murray and Ivy are like pretty close, they would have to be almost identical to me. Yeah. So then I'd be like, OK, you know, Keegan Murray is probably where I'll go if it's, you know, if it's tier based. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Shane Sharp would be a fun fit here because yeah, let's talk about some fits who we who we kind of want to see play with. Them. Um, so okay, say they stay at the fourth pick. I think Shane Sharp would be a good pick here because he's more of a wing size guy. You know, he's six six, uh, about six five five six five six six, um, like seven one wingspan. So like ridiculous wingspan. Um, I think he could fit. One through three, you know, he'd probably be even play a little bit of small ball four if you want to go crazy and have, you know, just like straight shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'd be an interesting fit. You know, you can't go wrong with Jaden Ivey. I mean, at worst, you have an incredible piece to trade, just like with Tyrese Halliburton. If they don't fit, you can either trade Fox, Mitchell, or uh, Jaden Ivey, whichever one you think has the most value and you yeah, can get if you're, the best If you're return. not picking Ivey because of Davion Mitchell, I don't – I don't really know what to tell you. Like, I understand David Mitchell is a great defender and really will no no doubt be in the league for a good amount of time just on his defensive role alone. But, dude, no. I'm not about to, like, not pick a guy who I think is, like, incredible because I'm like, oh, I already have two, two pretty good guards. No, hate that shit. Um, I think you it's interesting if you try and like mock them with someone like a little bit in this lower tier, which is why I kind of would love to see them move down a little bit. Um, just to get two just to get an extra swing out of it. You know what I mean? Um I would be interested in like four for the two Hornets picks. How do you feel about that? I would not do that. You would not? I would no. I would be very interested. Unless you're giving would, me like Miles Bridges too. Whoa. Like that's four. I mean, we are way off. No, I, I don't think, I think 13 and 15 might get you to 10 or 11. I don't think it can make you jump to the four. No, that's a, I think that's mm. insane. Um, no, if, if I'm trading the pick, I'm either going for a star or multiple like players. I think could be super high end role players, especially if I think like Sabonis can be my star and Fox can be like a co-star to him. It, if I think they can be like two stars on a top six team in the West, then, you know, I'll get some high end role players. Obviously, last episode, we talked about Lou Dort and Jeremy Grant going there. Um, or, you know, you can trade down a little bit, get to, you know, eight, maybe um, let the Pelicans jump up to four and grab Ivy. And, you know, the Kings, you can get um, 
like a good piece in there. You know, maybe you think Valanchunas and Sabonis can work. I doubt that would work, but you know, um, I'm trying to think of other players that they have on that team. I like I, that. I, just keep I like this second. The I'm sorry, the seven through eleven guys on their team more than I like the like four through six of who on the Kings. Like okay, Ivy Sharp, King and Murray are all like okay to me. Obviously, I think Ivy's like in a, in a class above the other two, but like as far as like interesting fit wise to like think about on their team, I think like. Griffin, Dyson Daniels, Matherin, Sohan, Duran, all like intrigue me more than those. So what if you what if you did something like trading Davion Mitchell somewhere? Just you know what? Just let me take Ivy. You know, play Ivy and Fox, two freaking similar players, both Mm -hmm. super fast. Um, and then you know, trade Davion Mitchell for somewhere out there. You know, maybe you can do Davion Mitchell and a pick or two to the Raptors for OG Ananobi. That was something I like briefly brought up in the last one, but I think OG Ananobi would be a great fit with this team. Any mm. wing guy that could defend like crazy and shoot, I think would fit great. Like any three and yeah. D wing I would fit like, great on the I Kings. I like Dyson and I like Matherin with the Kings. I think Dyson would be a really good I think fit. There. It kind of gives you, I mean, the only thing that sucks is like, that's literally the exact role that we were gassed up that, Halliburton was gonna feel like Phil, like a taller guard that plays slower that is complete opposite from Darren Fox. So like I as much as I'm literally talking myself out of it, like as much as I think it'd be sick to have that, it's like you literally had like the prime example of what we want these two guys to become. Which just sucks. Yeah. I there's a lot of ways that you could add fits into this team, but it, I don't know why, but them jumping from seven to four kind of feels like a bad thing. I don't that's know what why. That's what I'm saying, but like, weird. I, I think this other grouping is so interesting to have them in. But like at four, I'm like, well, damn, now y'all got a hit. Like now it's not like, oh, let's take a swing on someone at eight. Like you're four. I you're- mean, you can trade down, but I don't know. What if you traded? What if you traded down to nine? Okay, you trade four. To the Spurs for nine, Keldon Johnson, and because I think he could be a decent three and D guy, and like either one other piece or a future pick. I'd probably take that. I think, I mean, the Spurs maybe they take Ivy, maybe they take Sharp, but then you're not as worried about picking there at nine. Maybe you get Duran. So then your team, uh, I wouldn't even take Duran. I don't yeah. know. If you think Keldon can play the three, this is what I want to do. There's because like I'm so confused at what they're gonna do. Yeah, I think if you think Keldon can play the three, say this is the say this is the trade, and you get Keldon nine and a future pick for number four. So if you think Keldon can play the three, you draft her in at nine. If you don't think he can play the three, and you're like, okay, he has to play the four, so bonus has to play the five. Sorry, Um, then you have to look for a two slash three which maybe Dyson Daniels is on the board at nine. If he's not, then Ben Matherin might be, you know, AJ Griffin might be, or the last one in my head, maybe Jeremy Sohan. Does Jeremy Sohan fit? You know, who knows? But one of those four fits better theoretically with what team we just like slightly built instead of Ivy or Sharp or Keegan at four. Agreed. 
All right, give me your team, Sean. We spent way too much time on the damn Kings. Fuck um, the Kings. See, I, uh, there, there's a lot of teams. I know you want to go with the. Do you just want to talk about the Grizzlies real quick? Yeah, we can do Grizzlies. All right, and then we'll have to figure out another one later on. So my right. my other one was Grizzlies, and it's just on like curiosity of what I think they're going to do. So the Grizzlies are in a kind of weird position, in my opinion, as well, having two late first. Uh, what is it? Twenty two and twenty nine is what they have. Um, which I think is actually a pretty good spot in the draft. I think there's going to be a lot of like talent that's like fallen, and a lot of like these bigs, like if they stay as high as they're being mocked, um, could leave a lot, a lot of like sneaky talent falling to them at the end of the first round. But if we see another like slump where all the bigs just fall down the draft, like the Grizzlies could be left in a tough situation where you're seeing like just nothing, like. If you if they if we're seeing at their at their second choice being like Liddell, Wendell Moore, Marshawn Bochamp, uh, what is it, Laravia, and um, I guess I kind of like Jalen Williams, but like if we're seeing like just that group available at the end or something like that, like I don't know how confident I feel in the position they're at, even though like and again I don't want to do the whole like they get they gotta make another run, so it's this is not like a free pick, okay? Like they start to try and like. Fill a, fill a need, right? And in my opinion, like, if I'm, I don't know if I would skew solely towards fitting need, but I also don't think taking best available would be best with both of them. If that I think, sense. I think with one of them, you take fit, and with the other one, you take, you yes. know, maybe, maybe it's a small swing, but a swing. Yes. Like, at a position of need. Yeah. Something like that. So, Which around I, their pick at 22, if you go to Tankathon's draft board, um, Pat Baldwin, you know, he could be a swing, but he also plays 3-4, the same area that um, Kyle Anderson plays, and he's going to be a free agent. Um, Kennedy Chandler would be an interesting one if you don't want to pay Tyus Jones this offseason. He's also a free agent. Um, Jaden Hardy, if you need a scorer, um, he can fit that like Dylan Brooks mold, and you can see what you can get for Brooks. Jovich wouldn't be Jovich would I'd honestly love to see a, uh, Jovich is like the one I'd love to see there. Yeah, I think he's a lot closer to Kyle Anderson than you know any of these other guys. Um, at that twenty-eight pick, I think Wendell Moore would be perfect for the Grizzlies. I think he would be absolutely insane, just because just you could probably play. play him one through three. He's ready to go. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He would be a perfect Tyus Jones like. Take it, just take over for him. Like Tyus Jones, you can go somewhere. I'm not paying you a ton. Marjan Bochamp would be somebody that I like with a team that already has a creator on the team. So I think he would fit with like Nuggets. Um, yeah, Grizzlies. I don't really think he'd be that great on the Bucks, but like I think he'd be really good on the Mavericks, but obviously we're not talking about them. I think Bochamp would be pretty good with them. If you need just like a shooter. Like if you think, okay, we, we need a shooter. We need somebody that we can just throw the ball out to and, you know, he can hit a shot. I think Jake LaRavia is one of those guys. And then Christian Brown, Braun Brown. I, I don't know. Half people still say it wrong, but, um, or do you go like Trevor Keels, you know, try to play like that defensive. There's a lot of guys that down here are more like, okay, we fit this area of need mm-hmm. or, Someone who has been skyrocketing up uh, draft boards is Dalen Terry from Arizona. Mm. He's like 6'8", but plays point. 
He like played point at Arizona last year. Mm-hmm. Younger guy. He's a sophomore, but still younger. Um, somebody that could be intriguing for them. So that's somebody that I'm like, okay, you know, that, that might be the guy. Like he would he would be one of those I don't even think they make both these picks. But what would they trade it for is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, like best case scenario, and obviously I don't think they can come out of it with both is I would love to see like Hardy and Jovich or Kennedy Chandler and Jovich. That would be best case scenario for me. You get Jovich as like a fit, still has a lot of potential. Um I think if Ochayog Baji falls, not saying that he will, obviously. Ooh, that would but be that would I mean, be a yeah, really you're just good like, fit. All right, we need you to play and score right now. Or yeah. if somebody like Tari Eason, I don't think he'll fall. But yeah, I, looking I, at that, I read his name and I was like, "Ooh, look!" And then I was like, "Nah, they're like." Yeah, looking at the late teens. Down. I think Kendall Brown will end up falling a lot, but he's somebody else that I could see. I don't know if I'd see him fitting, but if you think you can develop his three point shot, then you get him a hundred percent because he can play defense. Something about Kendall Brown, and this is a lot of talk. Like something about Kendall Brown just feels like a Nuggets guy to me. Yeah, it just I agree. feels like he plays for the Nuggets, and Jokic just feeds him wide open threes, and he's low key like forty three percent in the corner from three or forty five something something stupid. You know, he what could I mean? not shoot at Baylor. I know, but I'm shoot. saying like, yeah. like something like that just like feels like in my head just like makes sense. It's like yeah, he's just crazy from three from the corner, like some like corner Jamie Grant kind of eye or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I think he's a. I don't know. There's a lot of things you could do if you're the Grizzlies. Like if they swung on both, wouldn't surprise me because yeah. they were at ten and they swung I in this past hate draft. It. I wouldn't hate it if they even took like Walker Kessler, and they were just like, "We'll move on from Stephen Adams." And you know what I mean? And they're just like, "We literally just need a big ass body that can like set a screen," and they're and they just like run that flyer. Well, yeah, you're just like, okay, learn from Stephen Adams for a year, but. You're gonna be him, but you can shoot. Yeah. Or like, but we're gonna trust you to yeah. shoot. Whatever. Oh my imagine how great that defense would be with Jaron Jackson. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Um it's like the defense we want Jabari to play. One other player that I could <laughs> see falling potentially, just if teams get scared of, you know, oh, maybe it's just potential that we're seeing is Usman Jang. Dude, He's I've seen his name 14. like way high. Oh, I yeah, I've, I've seen, seen him at his like, name at like eight. yeah, I've seen his name at like eleven or twelve. Yeah, I, he goes to the Thunder in a lot of mock drafts. So They're like, ah, there's he's like, from overseas. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, a swing. The Thunder are going to do that. <laughs> Duh. And it's just like, okay. I mean, I like him, but I mean, dude's like 6'10", probably going to grow still. Lanky. Uh, he can handle the ball pretty freaking well. But, you know, he's somebody I could see falling down. Um, he's either going to go high or he's going to fall. There's no like, oh, yeah, do maybe they'll think- take him at 17 or something. Do you think the Grizzlies could package these picks and move into a Tari Eason spot? Maybe around like let's say he falls to like seventeen to the Rockets or something. I was like that. I was thinking seventeen would okay. be the area that like he he ha- he has to fall out of yeah definitely has to fall out of lottery obviously but he has to fall like a little bit more to where it's like which one of these teams like needs more picks? It just sucks because you're only really moving up five spots. But if that's if that is your guy, yeah, you trade what you have to. Yeah. Like with the Thunder at thirty and I mean, thirty-four, it's not even like they have like that many like spots. Like they, yeah, kind of need to get the best available. And if you think there's a talent gap right there, like if Tari Eason falls to seventeen, or shoot, if Oshai Agbaji falls to seventeen, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's a guy that yeah. we think. I kind of like fit. both them to have. To um, them actually, but it's like 
same way with the Thunder. Like they have 30 and 34. And I think they can only get up to maybe 24, maybe where the Bucks are. Like that would be mm-hmm. my projection. Um, but yeah, just packaging two, like 22 and 29 feels like a lot to move up to 17. But yeah, if it's, I mean, if it's the fit you think, then you yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, Let me get one of your West ones. All right. Obviously, I want to talk about the Thunder, um, but I'm not going to pick them. So, like, going through, Phoenix should have probably been in the finals this year. They just couldn't do anything in Game 7. It was was literally so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Just talked about the Grizzlies. Just going down through the uh, final standings. Golden State, I don't want to talk about Golden State anymore. Dallas. I don't really care to talk about that. It's like... They're oh, hard because like, I'm like, dude, I need y'all to have one pick. I just need one. Yeah. I just need um, you to trade someone for something to have randomly snag a fourth overall pick or something. And then you get into like Utah. I don't like... We already talked about Utah. Yeah, we already talked about them. Denver, it was just injuries. Like, I think they could find another helpful piece in the draft. Minnesota. like Let's talk about Minnesota. Okay. Okay. They kind of surprised, got seven seed. And they were like that. They took the Grizzlies to what six games, or they go to seven? No, they went to six. six, six. Um, and they probably could have won that series. They yeah. probably could have won in five, but they just kept blowing leads at the end. What do you think they need? I think they need a wing, a hundred percent. Um, they're in that. They're at nineteen right now, so they're in right around that same range as that Grizzlies first pick that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think the perfect, the, the perfect person that could go to them is Tari Eason. Cause no, the, okay. The perfect person that could go to them in this draft is Jeremy Sohan. A hundred percent. I don't think you can get him unless you trade up. Cause there's been a lot of buzz about him going like top 10, maybe even top eight. I know we gotta find that uh, that episode we did at your house where I was like, you could tell me Jeremy Sohn goes top seven or eight. Or something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yep, I said it, I did it. That was me. Um, but I think the perfect person that is in that range because you need a defensive guy next to Cat, and if you're keeping Cat Edwards and D'Lo together, you have to fill in that three four. You can't just play Jaden McDaniel's and Jared Vanderbilt. You just can't do that. That's not, those aren't going to be get me to out of the play in type guys. So I'm, I'm interested in, I think Eason would be nasty there. mm -hmm. I think he fits very well. I think Jang, if he fell would be another good one. Kendall Brown. I don't see. I don't know if I like him being the three or if I just want him to do to play at the two. I mean, he's six, he's six, seven and a half with a six, 11 wingspan. So he's big enough to play the three. It's just kind of scared. I don't know. I it, it all comes down to his shot. For I wouldn't me. even hate it if they grabbed Ty Ty. I know that's where he's being mocked, and I'm actually not like super high on Ty Ty. I've been kind of iffy on him like all year, and he. I don't. Ju, I for them, I kind of would like to see them get like. I kind of like to see him get a guard. I understand the the gap around that wing area, and I understand that's also like a need, but like. I kind of want to just have someone else who can score, like who, who can like set people up. Because like Cat to me is not setting people up. And they were just setting people up. D'Lo literally like was running like a setup role and like running like safety on defense. 
for most of the season. Like, and I just don't think that that's like. What about Jaden Hardy? Yeah, I, I had like him on there as well. I I could see Hardy. I just don't know if Hardy like fits the style enough of like, okay, bro, you're not going to get 20 shots this game. All right. So I worry about that. All right. So they have 40, 48, and 50. Could they package two or three of those picks to get up to maybe like the 30 range where OKC is or like 29? And maybe Wendell Moore is there, and that's where you get that type of guy. And then you take like a bit, a bigger like swing, maybe like more of a defensive guy up at that 17 or 19 range. Or like Christian Braun or something. Yeah. Like, like so, yeah. you just like push down yeah. where you take that like secondary lead guard. Yeah, like it's, or it's, you can it's, trade it's for, for or, it's for sure a need. It's just like, like grab Tyce Jones this offseason. Yeah. I know you used to have him, but like yeah. that would be perfect for that team. I just feel like they need someone that's just like gonna like set someone up or like can because I Edwards to me is like just nasty, but it's like I don't know if Edwards to me okay to me Edwards and Cat are the only people who are untouchable. Everyone else I don't care about. Like I love Josh Kogi. I love like you know like there's a few people on the team that I like like Vanderbilt was kind of nasty this season, but like I don't know if anyone else is like. Even like you've asked me twice about. What if you traded 19 and D'Lo? <laughs> I know that's a lot. You could say any number and I would say yes. You could say 18 and I might say yes. I was going to say like <laughs> 11 yes. to the Knicks. Yes. yes. And get like Malachi Branham or if Johnny Davis so is there. So hand. No, but then you lose that lead guard that you were talking about needing so At bad. At that point, I don't care. At that point, then I'm literally like, honestly... I would play the fucking long game and literally be like, all right, sick. I'm going to trade for 11. We're going to take Sohan. And then either we're going to package all these other three picks up and grab some random veteran senior guard who can just play, or I'm going to try and get Tyus, or I just say, screw it. And there was, let's see what you got this season. And I just let him just have the entire, like both reigns, not just half. You're not splitting with deal anymore. You are now the jaw playmaking role and let me see what you have. Yeah, I think I think a deal that could work with like if you traded 19 and D'Lo or no, let's see, let's see. Okay, D'Lo 19 and 50. Okay. And then from the Knicks you get that 11 and you get 12. Or not 12. 11, 11 and 42. 12th no, pick in the second round. I'll take that on so you can still have you still have three picks in the second round. You can I think trade you could one do something if you want. Similar, I think you do something similar like that to like the Wizards as well. Yeah, the Wizards do need. I just think yeah, ten or eleven. You just need a guard, like a yeah. point guard on the, yeah. one of those teams. And I mean, you could literally just fucking look at the bottom. Sorry, you can you can look at the bottom of the draft and just be like, okay, Mateo, uh, Andrew Nimhard. Like you, you, you're telling me you couldn't grab like two of these guys and just be like, all right. I think Andrew Nimhard's going to end up at the first round. That might be a hot sad. take, but that would be kind of sad. Did you see? Yeah, he for a while they were talking about him being like the best guard in the league at, in NCAA for a while at the beginning, and then it was just like that wouldn't surprise me. I was like, well, he's also like the fucking senior guard of a really good ass Gonzaga team. Like, I mean, he went into the uh, combine and he dropped what twenty six and yeah. eleven. So, yeah, I mean, he's pretty freaking good. But yeah, yeah, I think that if you 
If you can figure out something, I don't, I don't like Debo on that team. I, I just hate, really I hate don't. him for that team. I hate. I, him. I would want more of a defensive guy at guard. Let me get honestly in that same deal you said for what? What was it like forty? You said fifty Delo and nineteen. Yeah, for what? 40, for eleven and forty-two. Forty-two. Give me, give, give me that. I'm taking Sohan, and then I'm taking Gabriel Prachita, and I'm loving my life. And you still have a lot of you still have more picks in the and, second round. And you I'm, have 40, I'm absolutely loving my life. At that yeah, point. you have 40, 42, and 48. Yeah. And maybe you can package two of those up and move can, yeah, up. Yeah, can to, I package 40 and the other two for, you know, 33 for the Raptors? Probably. On, yeah, honestly. I mean, you can there's a lot of stuff you can do in this draft, like small things that you can do in this draft to help this Timberwolves team because they have three second round picks and a Decently placed 19th overall pick for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're it's taking a little longer than we thought, but you know, that's what happens when it's me and Zach talking. We start talking and it goes long and it keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going. Okay. So we're hopping over to the East. Okay. So I'm, I'm going through just like I did on the other one. Miami. I don't want to talk about them. We talked about them in the last episode. Um, Boston, they're in the finals. There's not much I would change about their team. Milwaukee, do you think there's anything like mid to major that you would change? That I'm gonna just leave it on the floor for you, just for a little bit. I don't go super long. Or just do you give me, think? Give me Yovich at 24. Or do you think that Chris Middleton being out was the biggest reason that y'all lost? Like, do you think you? Do you think you would have won the title if Chris Middleton was not injured during I think that we'd series? Be in the finals. Do you think? I think we would be in the finals. I don't know about against the Warriors right now. I think it'd be a crazy series. You but, think? You think you would have beat the Celtics just like easily? Yes. Just if Chris Middleton. I think. Was I think we would have won in like six, five or six. I mean, we took him seven without him. Did you? Oh, yeah, six. Took him seven. Huh. Without um, him. Okay, well, and that's all I need to hear about mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Um, Philly, are there any major changes you think they need to make? Um, they made a huge change this, uh, during the middle of the season, getting hardened. I think it would be valuable anything- to fill in like this power forward role behind Tobias. I think that's kind of like a dead spot for him. They literally, in my opinion, would benefit incredibly well having like a Sarge kind of guy. You know, the guy and, that they drafted and crazy. traded for yeah, Jimmy crazy. Butler? Um, but yeah, I, I, I which really wasn't a bad trade, into, by the way. I haven't really looked into like any of their pick positions. Um, All right, Th- they just got twenty three back from uh, okay. Brooklyn because Brooklyn's deferring it to twenty twenty three. Okay, which team would you rather talk about between Toronto or Chicago? One's younger, has that's Toronto. They have a lot of young guys leading the team. Or would you rather talk about Chicago, who has a lot of st- Star names, maybe not like big stars, but you know, they have DeRozan, they have Levine, they have Vucevic, they have Lonzo Ball, Caruso, uh, Patrick Williams. Is there anything? Well, which one of those teams would you rather talk about? Um, let's do Raptors. All right, fun because we love talking about young teams more. Anyways, okay, uh, what you thinking? So, and I mentioned this. I don't know if it was either before we started recording. Well, I guess this is like three days later for y'all listening. <laughs> um, me and Sean were talking. I think it was either in like one of the little intermissions between uh, the recordings, or it was right before it. Um, but I have this theory, and I don't know 
if it's going to happen or if it's, you know, me just like overthinking something. But like, I feel like there's going to be a scenario where like this whole like 6'8, 6'10, crazy versatile defender, I think we're about to have like too many of them. And I think that, that like it's going to become like a devalued position, not because of like there's just not any like good people at it. When I say devalue, I mean like the floor of what you can just find someone for very, very cheap, I think is going to be risen very high. Um, something similar that I think has happened recently is the whole like athletic big. Like, dude, we're seeing the Warriors succeed with basically Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney, sorry, as as their center. We saw him with Festus Azili. Like, to some extent, like we're seeing like these athletic bigs where like the floor, if you don't have like one of the top like seven guys, there's no point in even paying this like middle margin between them, um, which is part, I mean, part of the reason where like why Sean is kind of against the whole like Brooke Lopez thing recently, like not recently, but like, you know what I mean? We've had that conversation before. Um, it's like, I don't think you should value centers at all because, or not like at all, but looking at it from the Thunder's perspective, there's no reason I should go out and draft somebody at 12, two or 12. Well, obviously Chet's different than just a center, but like I'm not drafting Jalen Duran or Mark Williams at 12 because I can go out in free agency and get somebody that fits that mold for maybe 12 million. Right. But I can't yeah. go out and yeah. just be like, okay, you know what? I want to grab somebody that's like a me call bridges on the market. Yeah. No, that's going to cost me freaking 20 million a year. Yeah. And they're not even going to want to come to my team, but continue Agreed. on where you're saying. Agreed. And we, we had a similar thing with the whole like three and D wings in like what I would categorize as like 2017 to like 2019, 2016 to 2019, something like that. Where like, Literally, if you were three D wing, you're literally just skyrocketing up draft boards just for being like, "Oh, yeah, he's three D wing, three D wing, three D wing." This draft to me, and like, it could just be I'm overthinking it, but like, feels like a lot of guys where it's like he can play Robert Williams' role. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I mean, like Robert Williams is like one of the like top tier of this like category. Of course, like you think someone can play a similar role. Well, now if there's a lot of people in that same like body type, um, mentality when playing, etc., then like we could have a scenario where like, there's just like an over, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I know overabundance of the play style that we've been looking for, for a while. Um, okay. Let's, let's just go ahead and talk about what we were talking about earlier, where when you're, when you're looking at building a team, especially right now, you don't want to build for what the league is now. You don't want to just go out and be like, okay, who's winning right now. I'm going to copy them and hope that I can get to that place that Zach brought up the Hawks with how the Warriors are (laughs) just picking players that do the exact same thing as the Warriors people, but they're not as good. Like Kevin Herter, Clay Thompson, Amari Spellman, Draymond. Yeah. Like, like you're not, that's it. And I brought up how I was listening to Sam Presti's uh, exit interview. He, he talked for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Like, no GM wants to sit there and talk for two and a half hours, but Sam Presti did. And he was talking about how, you know, we aren't going to go on a path and just try to follow what's winning right now. They tried to do that and they probably could have won a ring with KD and Westbrook and Harden and all of them. But, you know, then the Warriors came out of nowhere, just shooting 43s a game and just changed the entire league. I mean, you saw... All these teams try to copy them. Houston tried to do the exact same thing, but their players weren't as good. 
you can't just try to build something that's the same as winning right now because the team that started it is 95% of the time going to be the only team that can do it. I mean, you can find teams that like can win with it, but you can't beat the original with a remake, you know? Yeah. And that's why when I'm looking at like the draft and everything, you don't look like you can't just look and say, okay, drafting this is going to win now. You have to look towards the future and be like, all right, what crazy path can we go on to change the entire league? Like you look at the Cavs, I think they're doing pretty freaking good at that by playing Mm -hmm. Evan Mobley, who really should be a center. You're playing him at the four. So you're just like confusing every other lineup because you have two seven footers that are both pretty versatile. Obviously Mobley is a lot more versatile than Allen, but you have those two seven footers that can we play a six foot seven power forward against Evan Mobley? Yeah. Like, and then you, when I'm thinking about the thunder, it's like, you go, you go and look at the lineup. You're like, okay, we're going to have Shea giddy, you know, six, 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 eight. Then we could play Poku seven, one Chet seven, one. And then next year, say they get Victor Wimbanyama and he's seven, three, seven, seven, however, tall he is at that point but like you create a new path that's how you have to go and like if you want to be if you want to change not not even just change if you want to win you can't just copy especially if you're in a small market i think the raptors are in a pretty small market you can't just go out and get you know what you know what i'm just going to go out and get jimmy Butler. that's not going to happen in toronto like this is not um so getting it back to the raptors which is what we wanted to start on was how are we wanting to build them? I think their three or they their core pieces, as long as I mean, just looking at this past season, you got OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is going to be there for a long time. OG Ananobi may or may not. Who knows? Um, Pascal Siakam, he had a resurgent year. Very proud of him. Um, Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet fit them very well. But is this the way you're going to go? in the future or would you rather like i was saying before this past draft in 2021 i was like i think scotty barnes can play point like legitimately i think scotty barnes could be the point guard for whatever team drafts him this was before the draft that's why i was like okay the magic could take him at five and you know the raptors might take Kaminga at four and Suggs falls to us at six you know i was creating scenarios but scotty barnes i legitimately think can play a point guard role not like in a similar sense to jason tatum or jalen brown where they're like it's point guard by committee you know if if he's in a point guard role it's gonna be just like simmons to me just like ben simmons well i don't i don't think he's gonna i'm not saying that he's gonna play point guard and only handle the ball i think he's gonna it's gonna be like a point guard by committee thing like the celtics is where a lot of people play it, but he's quote unquote the main one. Like you're gonna have I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is when you build it, you build it, you build your team to where he's your primary quote unquote primary creator, and you make the other team's guard have to guard him. So he like is almost always in a mismatch where it's like, okay, you can put your smallest guy on Gary Trent, but then we're going to have then you're going to have another small guy on the court where he's going to have to guard Scotty Barnes and then we still have 
OG Pascal and then say they have Chris Boucher out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, just like how the Thunder are where Josh Giddy, you're not going to be able to put a small guy on him because he's just going to overmatch him down low. And mm -hmm. um, so that's why I think building around Scotty Barnes is going to be pretty freaking fun, honestly. Like, I, if think, he's I think he's pretty easy to build around. I'm, I'm still not there on the playmaking. I, I wasn't there before, and I'm still kind of – I might be less inclined to believe that from his thing, but that's just me. Um, I will say he averaged four and a half assists yeah. in the playoffs, which is freaking good. Yeah. But, I yeah, continue on. I don't know if he can get to, like, what I would consider, like – Do you think he could get to a Jason Tatum level of guard tendencies? Tatum can handle the ball so nasty. So I think no. I think Scotty Barnes, not even like just handle to get his own shot. I just mean like create a little bit for himself, but also for others. I mean, he has the assist numbers already, and he has yeah. good vision and everything. I'm not saying he's just going to be like straight up, oh, yeah, he's the next Tatum. Obviously, I don't think mm -hmm. that. But it's like, do you think – I think his playmaking yeah. level, if I were to categorize just his playmaking level, could get to level like Marcus Smart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's even like a diss. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, I, I like that count Marcus me, Smart for like eight assists a night. Right, right. But you, you also realize that like Marcus Smart is not like an eight assist playmaker. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he gets eight assists, but he's not an eight assist playmaker. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. he would get into like that category. And obviously like he, he's going to get like, two assists a night just on like how he plays like on an offensive rebound and like handing it to someone and then they score, you know what I mean? Like, or a kick out or like, you know what I mean? Like I think he, his, his assist might be like nuts, but like as far as like how he plays, like I would credit him for like 60% of them. But yes, I think like, yeah, I'm not even saying like more smart playing. He's a diss. I still think he's built around him and I'm on like the exact same level as you now. Like I don't, I don't, how do you build around him? If say yeah. he is your pillar yeah. and Say, say the rest of the team is wiped. What would you like I mean, put I'm, into this team? I'm building like he's – I'm building like I'm just starting from scratch, honestly. And I'm just going to put Scotty Barnes into his position, in, in the Scotty Barnes role. That's it. I mean, that's all. I think he, I would put him – Like I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even on my roster when I'm like drafting, I wouldn't even count him. I would literally just be like, all right, we have four spots to fill. That's it. I, I think I think that's how you I, think I wouldn't of, I wouldn't count him as a center or, or like you know what I mean I wouldn't count him as like I wouldn't count out any position when I have him. I mean, honestly, it's yeah. Raptors fans are going to be very happy. I'm saying this. That's what you say about superstars. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't care what position yeah. they are. I mean, unless it's like a locked position where it's like Joel Embiid, Jokic. But yeah. I mean, I think you can play other bigs with them. I think you really can, and that's what you say about superstars. Like. We don't have to draft or like we don't have to build this team around a specific locked position, which is like kind of what you yeah. had to do with LeBron or like, yes, he's a, like you could play literally anybody with LeBron. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see like what uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see because to me, he's almost like a test case because I don't know if he has like. I'm sorry, at least like provenly shown. Some of these like crazy offensive ability and if we were to like put him into that category it's like okay well like you are going to be the first player that like fits into this mold that doesn't fit in the mold and that's exactly what i'm saying you with, know what like, i mean like i, you I don't try to know. create something new so you can be yeah. the exclusive like if you're the team that makes it 
you are like like you're saying you're the test case you if it works amazing if it doesn't you know we tried something out of the box that was our like there's a better chance at trying something out of the box to win a championship than there is to copy something and win a championship that's just not going to happen i think they i think they need to move oh i hate it i love og but i think they have to move og I think or I Siakam. think they fit pretty well together. I think they do. I mean, I just think I need something to move to get something. Mm-hmm. So Siakam, OG, whichever, whatever you want to do. Um, okay, pick. I, okay, look at look at the roster. Do you have the roster pulled up? No, uh, I can. Um, all right. So we're gonna say out of the four players that he's that he starts with most of the time, Pascal, OG, Gary Trent, Fred VanVleet. You keep two, you trade two. And say they're all equal value, so you're going to get whatever equal what value you trade OG, from. Pascal, Gary Trent, and Van Vliet. Yeah. Um, Keep two, trade two. Well, I mean, I would probably trade Van Vliet. Okay. That's probably where I'd go. I'd probably keep Gary Trent and then one of Pascal OG. Yeah. And Pascal's more proven, so I'd probably... I would, I'd probably I'd keep, keep Pascal. I'd keep OG. Yeah, I mean that it's not like there. I don't think there's a wrong answer in that. Yeah. They have all of them, and they also could that would give me like twenty four, twenty, and twenty three as age. Yeah, I do think. I don't know. I think Pascal is more of a like. Say you are trying to go on like a Celtics role, like type, go that way. I think Pascal can create more for himself. He's only 28. Like he's not old. Yeah. Um, I think he can create a lot more for himself than OG can. And you need people that can create. Like I think OG can create for himself a decent bit, but I don't know if he'll ever be on with but with those other two, I'm it's easier for me to fill Pascal's role than it is to fill OG's. You think? Yes. At least to me it is. Because to me, like you could, I, I I understand the argument of like OG and Scotty are super similar, so you just get rid of OG because he just doesn't have the offense of Scotty. I get that, but also like those two guys are so stupid good at defense that like I could literally make their their center like Alex Lynn, and they'd probably be like a top fifteen defense. I don't. Know. I you know think, what I mean? I like think I Pascal's think good enough on defense to where it's not like a. I think anyone can play defense with if if my other two front court members are are Scotty and OG. Yeah. I think that actually leaves me even more flexibility. I don't know, like for a position that I want to fill, I want to fill no joke. Like I want like a guard, a mm, a wing. I want like a. I want like a six seven wing that can like literally be the guy like scoring wise scoring wise and like that could be that could be sized down to being like so would you you think if you think hardy can guard wings i'd be okay with that i would would, i'd be super interested like kennel brown i'd be really really interested in fucking jalen williams so you're talking about you need somebody to be number one scoring option is that what you're saying I would almost. I don't even know if I would say they're the number one scoring option because I think Scotty Barnes could get to the point where like he's putting up like the twenty points per game, over twenty. You know what I mean? Like I think I don't think that's out of out of option, but I think more of like this guy is like the cold blooded guy, where it's like okay, Scotty cannot be the guy when we we're down three. You know what I mean? So I I'm looking to find that guy. 
I don't know if you can find him in where you're picking. In I, yeah, draft. that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, if we had to trade someone to move, like, yeah. just straight on team need, if I had to find someone, that's what I'm looking for. But, like, I'd hope that Pat Baldwin falls and you can just be like, I'd love that. You know, maybe he can come out. Do you I don't think like, he'd be do, number one. Do you understand, like, what I'm kind of looking for in that mm-hmm. role? Like, even if it, even if they hit below that, that's the, like, the target that I'm looking to hit. Like, I'm, I, I'm looking so to get what? someone who can fill a role. Like, at this point, and if they if they come short of that, we still have a guy that can like run off the bench for them. And it kind of what it's kind of sounding like when you're saying you want like a six seven six eight wing is how I was saying. I think you use Scotty Barnes in more of a like playmaker role where mm-hmm. he's like one of the main ball handlers, and he's like one or two, and then you have OG that other wing however you want to split it up and then you have a center or something like that. Hmm. I think there has to be a guard in there. I think there has to be one more wing or, or sorry, one more ball. Well, if you're, cause I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Scotty can be anything more than like a third, third, maybe second ball handler. So like, and like, I don't think like Pat Baldwin in that scenario becomes number one. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's going to be another like guard. Obviously you just kind of figure that out, but you understand what I'm saying? Like I, that's I, why I think Pascal is so much better better fit with OG because I think Pascal can not be number one ball handler, but I think he can be like, if I always like using two, a two B I think Pascal and Scotty can be two, a two B ball handling and say, you just have one other guy that can handle the ball, whether that's a wing, whether that's a guard, whether that's whatever, like if you have freaking Jokic, whatever. Um, I think Brandon Ingram would fit really good on this team. If, Obviously, you can't get him, but that could be that number one guy that cre- could create his own shot. Yeah. Um, I think he'd fit really well. Um, but we just spent like 20 minutes talking about a bunch of different things. What's the next team you want to talk about? Uh, let's do the Cavs. And then if we go too long, we can just close out on them. Uh, so the Cavs. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up their record if you have it. Save me. They were 44 and 38. Okay. Um, but they were crazy, the two seed at one crazy point during the early season. start. I'm, I think they were like, what was it? Uh, eight games above the cutoff, so above the six at one point was what I is what I remember. Um, Garland took the step. Mobley, fingers crossed, he takes the step next season. Like, just you know, becomes that like. I hope Mobley comes back with like fifteen pounds. And just looks nasty. Just looks veiny and just disgusting. Mm-hmm. That would gas me up. Um, so, for their picks, they have 14. And then, do they have a second? Yeah, they have 39. 39 and 58, sorry. Um, so, let's talk about team need in general. What are you thinking? So, they, they should be having Sexton come back. That kind of... Fills out their backcourt. They got Mobley. They got Jared Allen. Yeah, Karis They Oh, yeah, Karis LeVert. Yes. Uh, thank you. They, All right. So Lowry's in there somewhere for them. Caleb's sitting on the bench somewhere. I'll tell you who I want at 14. If he's okay. there, Johnny Davis is perfect. Don't think he will be, but. Don't make me love this team more, Sean. Johnny Davis would be Don't perfect. Don't make me love this team more, Sean. Fuck. I think, I think getting in. An off-ball guard. I would love that. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Getting an off-ball guard that could also create for himself whenever uh, you need him to. 
Johnny Davis, Malachi Branham. I don't like, I mean, Jaden Hardy wouldn't be horrible. I don't want him at 14. I would want him at, if you traded down like 19, Mm -hmm. you get like 19 and something else from the Wolves or maybe 18 something from the Wolves. 19 and 40 for 14 and then when they uh, i they, feel like you'd want a little bit more just because uh, that jump might be a yeah. lot um like just jumping just you know the word jumping into the lottery just sounds like a lot even if it's just like 14. 15 to 14 you're just like yeah. i'm getting into the lot so you just value it more yeah. um but yeah like even if you get like 18 and uh, io maybe 18 and io for 14 that might work I don't know. Um, but like Johnny Davis, Malachi Branham, Jaden Hardy, those are guys that are off ball guys, but could create, be on ball if you needed them to. Like maybe I if think, you, whenever John's Garland. Steal. That's, wh- that's such a steal. For, if oh, if Johnny, they get Johnny yeah, yeah, yeah. at 14, I would, I would be, do I'll, I'll do a backflip at the draft if they get Johnny at 14. I don't. I don't think he goes past us. Uh, okay, <laughs> Honestly. I, I agree. I I fucking agree. But I'm just saying, like, if if they somehow get him at 14, that is such a freaking steal. It's incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just having is Malachi like, Brenham the one that shot 50, 40, 90 at Ohio State? R- right. Okay. So I don't remember if it's him or EJ Liddell. One of them has like the super flat jumper. Like they're the I think ball that's flight EJ is Liddell. like okay. Because Malachi Brenham is. One of them, good. one of them, I'm very worried about. Okay, uh-huh. I think it's EJ, EJ Liddell. Whichever one has the flat jumper, I think his stats are a little off. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that off-ball guy. That honestly, I'm kind of talking about Colin Sexton. I just, I don't like Colin Sexton. He doesn't like, it, like. What if they move Colin Sexton? 14 and Colin Sexton. Where where could that get me? 14 and Sexton. Maybe 10. Is it nine? I don't know. I don't think Colin Sexton, it feels like a especially lot. okay. Think, what were you trying to get for four? What Colin Sexton is not a good thing. Like Colin Sexton is not good. Like okay, he can score, but he's coming off a major injury, and you're gonna have to pay him I bet, a lot. I think this they could season. easily get ten for those two. Yeah, ten or eleven is where I think it would end up. Maybe if the medicals come back perfectly. And I could the see team eight. likes him. I could see maybe eight. Pelicans. I could see XCA. Maybe. But I think he overlaps a lot with CJ. That's the problem. Like There's... looking at what these other teams have, mm-hmm. I don't like Wizards and Knicks. I could see them moving down just being like, okay, hey, we, we only moved down four spots and we got Colin Sexton. And you can sell your fan base on that 100%. Especially because both teams need a guard like a creator. And say that they oh i want them to get johnny holy cow and then i think they can 100 percent. okay th- thinking about just listening to all the podcasts that i listen to you know jabari chet paolo jay nivey shaden keegan are going to be off the board one through six or you're assuming yeah they'll be and off then, the board by I, 10 and then i think it's matherin sohan i think daniels is Dyson off the board daniels so aj so griffin's like, on the board it's like duran johnny mark Boyan, yeah and aj griffin and you didn't even say him. So one of those guys is falling. You can draft any of those. You don't, obviously you don't want Jalen Duran, Mark Williams, at any of those picks because you already have two centers of the future. Unless you think you can, unless you think you're selling high 
on um, Jared Allen, and I don't see any reason why you'd do it. Um, Could you move like a Jared Allen in 14 for eight? Would you do that? I would. I mean, if we just said that we could move 14 oh, Colin Sexton, Sexton for eight. Sexton. Um, right. If you could get Dyson Daniels, oh my God, I'd, I'd love that. That would be nutty. I would love Dyson Daniels on that and team. And you could run him at three too. Yeah. Oh, and you could play shit. you could play Garland, Lavert, Daniels, Mobley. I think even if you get Johnny in that situation, <gasps> I think you still have the ability to run Johnny at three as well. I think if you could just move up, AJ, Dyson, Ben. Matherin, yeah. Like, AJ Dyson math. I uh, would even. I would even. Johnny. I would even think Keegan Murray would be kind of nasty. Like any of those, if you can move up at all, like Keegan, you already Keegan have Murray a might crazy be like, core. Keegan Murray might be kind of sneaky with Mobley. That's a crazy oh my core, God. dude. Just adding any of any of those names, like if any of them fall, then you could. Oh my gosh, you could do something. All right, let's talk about stupid. their. Let's talk about their second round pick. Because I'm interested, in, I'm interested in that as well. So they're at 39. Um, it obviously depends on what you get higher, and if you do trade up. Let's or anything. say they get. Let's say, say they get Johnny Davis. I'm just gonna say wing guard. Okay. Something like that. They get a winger guard. I don't even think that matters to me on this second pick. This second pick is a complete flyer. I me. think you swing. Yeah. I think you 100 swing. I would like Braun. I think he's a little bit older, but I think it's still like a decent swing. I think there's, I think there's something sneaky about his athleticism. I think he like Loki might. Everybody be says that, and it's only because they're white. No, no, That's no, no, the no, only no, reason. No, 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 no. It's it's because I'm saying that because he doesn't like in none of his like pro day stuff or anything. He shows like a windmill or anything like that. He just like to me the way he like look. He jumps very well. I mean, he jumps. He well. has a, he had the second highest vertical at. The oh, combine. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. Gas. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> it gas. was second behind Kennedy. Chandler. I didn't know that. That's gas. I, I like visually. I think he's a pretty jumper. Um. All right. So that in that second round, I think. So we we just talked about how with the Raptors going down a weird path, trying to make a new thing, is how you win. Like how you have a you give yourself a better chance of winning a championship. If you go down a weird path, I think drafting Leonard Miller, the 6'10 kid that like barely makes the draft cutoff. He's like mm. 18 and a half draft day. Um, 6'10, 7'2 wingspan. Like they don't have any statistics on him because he only played in high school. But youngest guy in the draft, pretty sure he, somebody else might be younger than him. I might be missing something. And a half but sounds pretty close to the cutoff. It might AJ is younger than either him? AJ or Jalen Duran. Not sure. 18.56. AJ, if you want to AJ go was going to be older than him. Um, and then check Jalen Duran is the same. Same. Okay. So they might be days off, but I think going down, getting a six, 10 also like Usman Jang at 14. If he's like there, it's like, you know what? We, we're going to be unconventional. Like, let's just go down this path, see if we can create something different. Maybe it wins us a title in the long run. Like, you're building something really freaking special right now. Yeah, on that same poll of Usman Zang, I was going to say that 39 would be kind of sneaky to go grab, like, Ishmael Kamagate. Like, if he falls to 39, I'd be interested if... I think Dalen Terry, I don't think he'll be down there, but yeah. I think he's going to end up going I gotta maybe look, I gotta the lottery. I got to him more. Um, 
Max Christie, I think, is a good off-ball shooter if you're not going to go like and be crazy or anything. Um, who else? Gabriel Parashita. Don't nice. gas me up on the boy. I know. I like him a lot, too. <laughs> um, Caleb Houston, but everybody thinks he has a promise, and I'm honestly really hoping it's OKC because kid came out of high school, and he was supposed to be like the best shooter in the country. His form looks amazing. He just didn't play good in college shot almost 36 percent, but he's somebody that i could be interested in there or if you just want to go like normal it'd be like i wouldn't okay. hate justin lewis on their team either mm-hmm. justin lewis just kind of like some freaky athlete kind of scoring yeah i've kind of uh, like that keon ellis really good shooter out of alabama i like him for any team honestly andrew nimhart if you think you need another guard that can handle the ball um yeah that's like maybe Bryce McGowan's falls a little bit or um, Blake Wesley, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Dude, those two, I think, I don't know why, but I think they're identical. Like anytime Hello? I hear one, Blake Wesley and Bryce McGowan's, anytime <laughs> I hear one, I think about both. Anytime. That's weird. I do that with Blake Wesley and Justin Lewis. Huh. I don't know why. But yeah, so maybe Mar- Marjan Beauchamp would fit this. Thing. I just want. Any team that is building their, like, legit building a team right now, and you already have a star in Darius Garland, like, Garland, Shea, I mean, you think the Raptors, what whoever on that team, like, you have a building block in those guys. I just want you to get freaky. Like, don't be complacent. Go crazy. Like, just keep throwing stuff at the wall. Like, if it sticks, amazing. If not, you know... You have something in place to where, you know, maybe if it doesn't work out in a couple of years, you trade them. You get something good in return. But you have to you have to be freaky. Like it's weird. It's weird to say, but you gotta be freaky. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's my that's my saying from now on. Gotta be freaky. Um just because you just you can't be complacent with where you're at and you can't you can't follow down the path. You gotta build your own. You know, you know anything else? I'm letting you go nuts. I know. I'm just it's like I'm getting like a motivational speech. I, I know. <laughs> I do, bro. I'm like I'm like giving one of those uh, like coronation speeches. Almost like, I was like, oh, and by the way, like Sean, take everything Sean said outside of the draft too. Yeah, be freaky, bro. Like, be freaky. <laughs> um, see, that's why I freaking love. That is why we love Chet Holmgren because he's just freaky. Like yeah. you. Maybe he's not point good, guard. but point guard. That that's why we love Poku too, because seven one. What what does he do? Shooting he, guard, bro. He got a freaking triple double. Like, <laughs> I mean, just be freaky. Yeah. So I I don't have anything else besides that. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna close us out for this second episode of the week. I. I was very talkative today. Yeah, I good. felt I felt like a love it. Like I was just spitting, you know. <laughs> and I felt like Eminem, but you know, it, if you're listening to this on like a faster speed, which I oh, always do, I'm gonna I'm probably time. gonna sound like Eminem. <laughs> you just gotta be free. To be- <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna close us out for this episode. We love you, and we're out.